Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. Julian. <laughs> was that on purpose? Was that hat tip no, on purpose? No, I just realized my hat was just weird. For, no. for those who are listening, for those who are listening, Julian started the episode with a hat tip. It was perfectly timed. No, sorry, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> well, we're in the episode now. I'm Julian. Omar's laughing his ass off. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Avery's here as well. Sam is also here as well. Um. Yeah, I had a whole thing planned, uh, and then oh, a- and then Omar just laughed. His I'm, ass so, off and just I'm so sorry. It was just, it was it was it was timed perfectly. It was just like a Julian. I was like, <laughs> I that was sick. I, I was very well timed. I was caught me on Thank guard. You. I was like, oh, thank you. Was it was like, not planned. It was just a <laughs> last second adjustment, and I thought it was going to be subtle enough. Uh, obviously it was not subtle enough, uh, but Hey, you know what? We're not really good with subtlety around here. That's <laughs> why we take the shots. We do. We make the jokes that we make and we dunk on the people we dunk on online. Well, mostly Sam does like 90% of the dunking anyway. Yeah. Uh, we should start a segment on the show. Avery has oh. been doing a lot of dunking. Avery does that. that Avery does true. that. Yeah, that's true. Still at 75 25. I find like I don't I don't dunk and and Omar as as evidenced by the gif he posted a couple weeks ago that sent everyone crazy. Like you don't you don't do any of that. You don't even check your mentions. Um yeah, I don't. Which like, is ironic because you have a show called In the Mentions. Which is true. Yeah, because like sometimes I, I find like a lot of the times people will say things just so just to get a just to get a get a rise out of you. Um, especially when it comes to like the message requests. Like someone, someone sent me a message once. It was like, "You're the worst giffer in existence." I laughed at it. And I was what? Like, yeah. So it's just like I don't know. Like sometimes people, people again, like just like want want the attention and want the rise, and I'm, I just don't want to do it. Well, you know. That's... So one day I will reach the level of accuracy that Sam has, uh, so I can't miss because, again, like you come for Sam. Like I, I've never seen Sam Sam lose. I have yeah. yet to see Sam lose. No. And if you get quote tweeted by Sam, you already lost. It's a game over. Yeah, when you get quote tweeted by Sam, like just 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 close up the Twitter account. You're done. <laughs> it, That's what happened like- to that guy who was trying to tell you that you didn't go to a power five school for lawyer for being a lawyer. Like, what the hell is he talking about? This is football power five? Like <laughs> football? <laughs> like if you didn't go to power five law school, then you're you have no credibility. I'm like, there's no such thing. Tell you, man. And of all things for him to tell you, man, it's like, oh, well, you're clearly just a, a 35K a year podcaster. <laughs> Which, that's that actually a plus. That's favorite response anyone's ever given. I, like, I didn't even say anything. I just replied to him and was like, sorry, for context, this guy was like, there was never any shred of evidence that Mike Matheson and his fiance, Mike Hoffman, Mike Hoffman and his fiance harassed Eric Carlson and his wife. And he's like, there are there are court findings about this, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Where are these court findings? Like, I want to see them. Like, I genuinely, I want to see them. And then he uh, took that response apparently as like me saying they did it, which I never said. I never expressed an opinion one way or the other. Very true. Mm-hmm. And was like, <laughs> was like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said courts. I should have said, I don't actually don't even know what he let off with something like that. And then was like, you, the $35,000 podcaster and your no evidence versus the police. 
Um, <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'd love to make thirty-five dollars from sick. any of my podcasts from all Yo. of them combined. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Like I, I like. If you're able to do like, there are a lot of people who start podcasts. If they made like 10k a year, people would be jumping up oh, and yeah. down. Hell yeah! Like 35k off podcasting. Man, if you you go, you are a lawyer, and you make 35k off podcasting, winning. You're doing quite Wait. well. Yeah. So like, where's the dunk? Like that. So like, where's the dunk? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this guy was trying to do. So, I think he was trying to suggest that I don't know how the legal system works. Okay. You're a lawyer. All right. Well, I think he missed that part. <laughs> I love this. I love that. Album. Yeah, I love that. But in any case, <laughs> uh, you know, congratulations on your on your monetary success. Uh, I I gotta call the cops because I like this money is not in my bank account, right? Like who has been stealing this thirty five thousand dollars? Where is it? Honest, you know we you live do. in Vancouver. You we need that money. We should go cops. around to like every person who has a podcast and confirm whether they make thirty five thousand or not. And if they don't, we should make an initiative. Zone time, find the money. We'll so we'll set up something in like Maple Leaf Square. We'll have a whole bunch of like performances and stuff. And they'll yeah. say, why are we here? And we'll say, listen, we learned a couple of days ago on Twitter that we that we make $35,000 a year. I'm not seeing that. I don't see that much. You know what? So we're going to have a whole a whole celebration for it. Do you want to sign this petition? $35,000 for podcasters, yeah. If we if we raise enough money off of that initiative, we could send a student indeed to a Power 5 school so they could become exactly. a lawyer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then we'll create a course about how to be – a boss ass lawyer. Yes. And then Sam's name will be will be there. Brought to you by Sam Chang. This is how you <laughs> brought to you by Sam Chang. This is how you do not miss. And that'll be the entire course. And then the impetus of the course, like on the first day, we'd be like, before we go get one to our first lecture, we just have to give thanks to who was it? Twitter user. I don't know. I don't think it's even worth finding this guy's name. <laughs> I don't know because I got blocked. Random numbers and stuff. I don't know if I, like, I think he deleted it because, like, I tried to click on the Twitter account and, like, it doesn't exist. Come on, that's why I the point. Like, so own it. It's done. <laughs> that's like, that's like eight, that's like eight L's. You, you got dunked on twice. You want the person who dunked on you. And then you, 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 you know, like 14 L's right now. Oh my gosh. At least own it, man. You know what's sad, too? You know what's sad, too? Yeah. All of that started from a legit like talking point yeah. because Mike Hoffman got like cross checked in the face last week by uh, mm-hmm. I believe AJ Greer the Boston Bruins mm-hmm. and there's a giant gash like on his on his yeah. chin. That's a joke of a suspension. It's, it's a, a joke, joke of a, like a That's one a game suspension for something That's... that like got him right in the face. Yeah. That's something we could have easily talked about. And yep. I mean we I mean like for for however long we could have easily talked about that yep. on this show. But then it turned into something else on Twitter, and then what? Why we're joking around now? Yeah, that's I. I think that literally, I think that whole thing, like this whole conversation, you can have sums of hockey Twitter. Yep. Like you can have something that was worth talking about. Someone brings up something that doesn't have any relevance for it, and then gets dunked on in the process and deletes that tweet. Like that's the that's a cycle. But Omar, cycle of, of do you know who actually Twitter? looked dumber yes. than that guy in the last week? Who tell me? Eric Stahl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eric hey. Stahl looked dumber than that dude. Look, Eric Stahl, I get it. He was on HLO8. You know, I'm sure people were big fans of him. But it's one thing for you to say, hey, you know what? My thoughts and beliefs, thoughts and prayers, all that. I'm not gonna wear this Pride Night jersey. But my guy, we got you in 4K wearing the jersey. Yo, and the thing is, is like last year, not like 10 (laughs) years ago, literally last year. The video, bro, like the the comment does not do it justice. Like I I first saw it from Eric Engels because Eric Engels like quote tweeted on the the image. It you need to watch the video because this man stone cold face. Oh, I never wore, I never wore it. Bro, oh, but but there's but there's photo evidence. No, bro, I, I never wore it. My whole like, thinking was just that: what if he was just trying to be a stickler about the evidence? It's like, oh, you guys are saying there's photo evidence. That's clearly a video. There's a difference. That is the only way you could really like make some kind of a case. And that's really stretching it. Yeah, I man. just think it's really funny that like 
he can confidently, confidently believe that he can't wear the jersey while denying literal photographic evidence. Like it's right there. You know, right there. I, I understand the whole seeing is believing thing versus faith, but like this is taking it a little far. Come on. Like what what did he think those juries were celebrating? Skittles? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's true, like someone told him he was celebrating Noah's Ark. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 just ridiculous, man. It's, it's so, so ridiculous. Like, well, whatever. If it, I was it, in the scrub, if, so maybe not here. me, but if someone was in that scrub and did have the, someone in the scrub should have been like, this ain't you? taking their phone out and be like, <laughs> dude, it's right here. Yeah, like, like did, what? Is it you? Like, like, did you not wear twenty one? That's part of the Montreal Canadiens. Like, what did like, he think Pride Night was? When he wore that jersey. Yeah. He's just I like, oh, know. I'm just going to wear this thing with a rainbow on it. Like, but I-, I think the most interesting thing, somebody else pointed this out. I actually can't remember who, but like, you had such strong, deeply held Christian beliefs that you only refused to wear it after someone else had already done it. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of like, shit. And that's the next <laughs> thing, too. Like, that's the next level of conversation is just like, when when Ivan Provorov first decided not to wear the jersey, the talk was, okay, does this now give other players, organizations, teams license to not to do the same thing? And like everything before was like concrete evidence, but this is just is again a giant flag of like this is what Ivan Provorov's not not even just him, but the Flyers organization's decision. This is what has led to. Because you have a player in Eric Stahl who point blank wore the jersey then and is only deciding to do it now. Like, what, did you just become a Christian now? Like, right? So it, it, it's, it just does, doesn't make any sense. It's funny. It's hilarious. But again, like the ground roots issue is just th- this is what the NHL has become. And, this, and you know, I'm glad that other teams are, are, are wearing it, you know. The Florida Panthers did did a, did a great uh, did a um, uh, had a great time doing it. Did. Love what Matthew Kachuk said, um, and you know the Calgary Flames now have have released their um, their jerseys. So, yeah, I I just hope that we focus on the those that are doing it, even though yes, those who aren't doing it, it it's a story definitely. But I just I it's it's, it's just a shame. It's it's a shame that this keep that this keeps happening and that like those who are choosing not to are just like running out of ideas running out of excuses and becoming the story which should be isn't that the antithesis of being a hockey player bringing unwanted attention to yourself using your being an individual like this is very much like not what we expect from nhl players like this is the this is the hill you're gonna climb up on and be like hey i'm different from everybody else what like really like i don't know man like this this is all sorts of whack for so many different reasons and i'm gonna say it again if i'm working at the nhl regardless of how i feel about this entire situation i do not like the idea of these nights gaining news and notoriety because of people not wearing the shirt because that's going to take away from people who want to go to games, ultimately, people who want to, uh, you know, get into the league, you know, try to show that you're not just this conservative league, unless, I mean, you know, there are probably people at the NHL who don't really care about it that much, but, like, I'm sure there are someone, there are a few people there who think about it that way. Like, it, it just, there, there's no good from that. And ultimately, what we're going to get is either just, Nights of, of, you know, for Pride Nights not really happening or jerseys going away or teams are going to find other ways to to get around having to let their players put out statements, which I'm actually genuinely surprised about. Like, I mean, it's good on teams for them to say, you know what, James Reimer, you don't want to wear the jersey. You got to let everyone know why. Maybe this is the cynical part of me, but like, I'm surprised that more teams have not like scratched players just because they don't want whatever blowback from having a Pride Night and having a player say like, hey. You know, I don't want to wear the jersey because X Y Z. I'm weird. I'm genuinely surprised. Which is weird and because like, like players get scratched for like being five minutes late for practice. Bro, I'm kind of like of two minds about that. Like 
I know I said with Reimer, I'm glad they gave him the rope to hang himself with like the answers to the questions. But at the same time, like on nights that are supposed to be celebrating pride, it's pretty awful and like sad to see that what the main topic of discussion is. And like, obviously I've participated in that is, is focusing on really homophobic anti-queer statements and like having queer fans have to see these statements Mm -hmm. and listen to that, I think is pretty awful. So like, I I don't know what the balance is between that. I do. I actually do think they should be healthy scratched. I don't think you should be allowed to not participate in a team initiative. Like, and like for all the people who are like, you can't do that. Sorry. People get scratched for missing team breakfast. People get scratched for missing all kinds of things. So I I don't see why this is different. And if you want to come at me with the constitution, it doesn't apply to private corporations. So think about that one. Um, I thought the, I thought a really interesting story that would have been cool to talk about is that the Florida Panthers in the state of Florida, yep. led by Governor yeah. Ron DeSantis, Ron went DeSantis. ahead with this night and had an amazing jersey designed by a queer artist. I think it's worthwhile that both teams in the most conservative province in Canada, both the Oilers and the Flames, are going to go ahead with their nights and wear the jerseys. Like, I think those are things worth talking about. And I think any team that isn't in one of those, like any team that's in a more quote unquote, liberal left-leaning province or state should be embarrassed if they're not doing it. <clears throat> Looking at you, Vancouver Canucks. Oh. Ooh. And the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And, th- and this it's is true. where, you know, I have an issue with the NHL continuing to say, you know, oh, the teams can do their own thing. Cool, but at a certain point, you have to be, you, the league should be saying something at some point. League cannot continue to play both sides. Ever the league, any issues, be it LGBTQ+, be it Black History. Other leagues have taken a stand and said something. The NHL continues to sit in the middle and trying to appease everybody. And you, you can't do that. You have to take a point, you have to take a stand at some point. You cannot please all, or you, you will please none. Mm-hmm. And like at this point, like good on Brian Burke for doing the Hockey Night in Canada segment and being a well-spoken advocate. Good on Daryl Sutter, like, Look, I've given Daryl Sutter was, a lot of yeah, shit in general. Yeah, Daryl Sutter, Sutter handled Sutter that said, very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like flat out said he would welcome an openly queer player on his team. And he reiterated that today. Yeah. At, at the Flames press conference. And, yeah. you know, like those are, those are powerful people in this league. Yeah. And speaking of both sides, like I thought it was actually really uh, gross that Ron McLean tried to both sides it on that hockey night in Canada. Segment. He did. He mm. did. I saw a lot of blowback on that. And, yeah. and some people were saying that maybe some of the rhetoric he was saying was, um, I forget the phrase and it kind of just went into my head, my head, but it was not a very, he should not have both sides it. And the way that he both sides, that issue was very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Sam, your explanation about uh, maybe some of those players should be healthy scratched. You introduced a new perspective to me because I didn't even think about the fact that, uh, queer people who are into into the game of hockey seeing those statements and seeing those players uh, say that they're not going to wear the jersey that could affect them in some way that's actually a very fair point yeah absolutely. I didn't think about it that way um, but yeah this is obviously going to be a story we're going to keep tracking every so often because there's still games to go in the season and uh, pride nights to go and of course I'm sure some player will find a way to make themselves a story in all of this. I mean, Ilya Labushkin was uh, with the Buffalo Sabres. He sat out uh, pregame skate and he won't be taking part with the Buffalo Sabres as well. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Oh, wow. There are NHL topics I have to discuss or we have to discuss. <laughs> Awkward pivot. Awkward pivot time. <laughs> uh, it happens. But uh, yeah, there's a few things we got to get to uh, on this week's edition of Zone Time. Uh, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Last week, we uh, I asked you guys, who's the scariest team in the Western Conference? We were talking about Colorado. We were talking about the Los Angeles Kings. A lot more danger when it comes to the Eastern Conference. Who's the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference? Not named the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got, we got to add that disclaimer there. The Boston, like we know, Boston's really good in the regular season. They might be one of the greatest regular season teams, if not the greatest regular season team of all time. So, 
teams in the East that are dangerous, not named Boston. And after we go through the table, I'll uh, pull up some tweets uh, that some people have sent in. Uh, Omar, so you've you've had some time to think about this. Mm. Outside of Boston, who's the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference? Let's see if he says the team. Um, so I have two. Oh, okay. one is uh, it is funny because I don't think they've been talked about enough this season. But like the Carolina Hurricanes have been doing a lot of good things this year, and like watching watching them play and playing against them like firsthand is incredibly annoying just because of like of how little space they give you in all three zones and how very difficult they you know they um they make it to to generate generate any scoring chances and they have the goaltending to back it up. However, I'm going back to the Islanders oh, because okay. Ilya Sorokin is stupid like he is on like you want to talk about a goalie that can steal the series if if uh the islanders face boston and boston loses it will be because of Elias sorokin like straight up like like they're right now the islanders like like they'll the islanders for overall haven't been like the biggest like skilled or offense uh, offensive team they have always like relied on their defensive structure and coverage and such you know, you ideally that kind of works itself out and, imp- and improves. Maybe you know, Bor Hor- Horvat starts to score a little bit. Someone, someone pulled up my tweet from um the the Horvat trade saying that like they they um they traded Horvat for a person who scored nine goals. And I think Anthony, I think I saw the graph that like Bovillia has like the most like points of like of a move to like forward or something like that. Jeez. I was like, oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, but like. But like all of that, man. But like, if Sorokin just like locks it down and just makes it like impossible to score on, and again, you get you get a team at like the Islanders that loves winning games one nothing, two one, three two, or whatever. Like, th- like they they really impressed me. I hate losing the Islanders because you know they make it tough on on my boy Tavares. But but man, they 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 are an interesting team, and I kind of hope they get in and they hope they stay there because I'm really interested to see what they do in the first round. So you're not going to say uh, the team I thought you were going to say, huh? Because a few people in the mentions did. Oh, who? Come on. Come on. You you know the team. You I, know where I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who you're, you're speaking of. Omar, come on. Like, you're you're, you're wearing it. <laughs> I, 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 I am aware. You have aware. jerseys behind you. Your, I... your shirt is blue. Juli- Julian. How many of those shirts do you have? You have a blue one? Yeah, I think you have a red one. Yes. Julian. We are nine games away from the end of the regular season, meaning yes. that I am in peak don't jinx the Leafs season. Okay. So I'm right, cool. I'm can good. you can you hold your thought on the Leafs one click? Let's get let's get Avery and Sam to speak their piece and then we'll we'll have the the Leafs thing just just for a second. Not I love your rants, I love them to bits, but we need to make sure everyone touches the ball. Yeah. Okay. Avery, can you can you tell us a team in the Eastern Conference uh that scares you. Uh, that's not named Boston. This one for me is easy. It is, it is the New Jersey Devils. They are mm. four wins away from a 50-win season. They've scored 201 goals this year. This is a fun, young team that I think will scare a lot of people. I should in the Eastern Conference. Jack Hughes has 40 goals. They got four guys who have over 60 points this season. Victor Vanchek had a good year in net. The Devils, to me, are a team that I would not be surprised if New Jersey is in the Final Four of the, uh, in this postseason. Whoa, that's a take. Oh, okay. All right, cool. We got, I think we might have to write, write that down as some list of bold predictions. Uh, don't be surprised <laughs> if the devils reach the final four of the Stanley cup playoffs. Okay. I like that. Sam, give me an Eastern conference team scares you not name the Boston Bruins. Does it have to be scares you? I don't know that anyone. Sorry. The most dangerous vested scares... in be scared by anyone. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That that's true. You, you don't call people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I saw that coming. But most dangerous um, a team that we should be looking out for, somebody. I'm going to say the Leafs. Oh. Okay, you're going to say it. I can't oh, jinx them. I'm not a fan. I don't care. There we go. There we go. Someone did it. Someone did it. I was going to say Tampa, but like, eh. Tampa's so boring. That's true. Yeah, but like they've won, they've been in the finals for the last three years in a row. Yeah, I just assume they will be again. Like it's not scary. It's just like whatever. It's boring. 
Omar's dying. Oh, like, oh yeah. The Tampa okay. Bay Lightning are like not taking the regular season seriously, and then they're gonna turn on the playoffs. Whoa, what a storyline! Like, no, like, yeah, I've been there, I've done that. It's so boring. Like, let's talk about something else. That's true. Sick of the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning. Damn, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I'm in the minority. I'm not sick of them. Like, I think it's really cool that you know what it is for me. It's the fact that you know we see it's so hard to do what the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing yeah. and 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 the fact that they're able to do this is a team that got embarrassed like in 2019 I believe with that best team they were the best team of the regular season they had that president's trophy then they got dusted by Columbus Maybe. of all teams they could have easily cratered and they could have easily been the biggest what if in NHL history instead they woke up and they made it to the finals three straight three straight times winning it twice and then losing against another team that we also expect to go back to the finals in Colorado. Like, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, as far as I'm concerned, are the best team of the salary cap era. And I think it's really cool that they've yeah. been able to accomplish what they've been really able to cool. accomplish. I think it is really cool. I think Julian Breesbaugh has done a fantastic job. I think John Cooper has done a fantastic job. He's been in the I game for 10 voice. years now with the Lightning. Mm-hmm. What? He's been the coach for 10 years? I think yes, that's... Yeah, Ooh, we just passed the, the anniversary date a couple days ago. <laughs> if John Cooper or Julian Breesbauer were on Twitter, somebody would be like, you never played hockey at a high level. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, John Cooper, why don't you Love stick it. to being a 35K podcaster on top of being an attorney? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. You, oh you know, yeah, I guess I agree with you. I think they're the best team of the salary cap era. I think if they make it again, it's a cool story. But like, do I think they're the scariest team right now? No, because they're not taking the season seriously. As which is fine. Now, like they don't as need of this to. recording. You're right. As of this recording, they've lost four in a row. Yeah. Mm. So like. Yeah. I don't know I, that I find the Leafs that scary either. I just like it's a more interesting storyline. Like at this point, they've literally tried everything. Like, I don't know what else they could possibly do to advance like are they are they just cursed did bruce boudreau's dad curse them are they yes. never going to advance until they hire him like yeah yes. i just i want to know like what what is going on here this is a team that on paper should have made it out like i just i want to see it and people yeah, are gonna get mad at me because like why, why do you want the least to advance like it's better to like i would just rather have better i i just want to have a better storyline yeah if you guys don't do it i mean you know what I'll save what I'm about to say for the actual playoffs because I don't want to repeat myself for a couple weeks in a row. Omar, can you go back to that rant you had in you about why you're trying to not have the Leafs be jinx with like eight or nine games left in the season? And then we got to talk about Eric Carlson and some other stuff. Yeah, I mean, just like... So, post-deadline, there's been like this big conversation about did the team get better or worse considering some of the trades that have been made and, and, you know, and sometimes they look good and other times they look weird, but you know, there are a lot of positives that, that are great. Austin Matthews looks like he flipped the switch, which is awesome. Goaltending has been cool, which is great, which is awesome. Um, You know, but it's just like, it, it, it sucks. It sucks being a Leafs fan sometimes because it's, it's, it's years like this where I feel positive and i feel good about them at the beginning of the season i felt good about this team and even though i had some moments i still feel good about this team but i still have in the back of my mind what can go wrong and i don't want to have that because at this point like sam said it perfectly like we have tried everything i i don't know i don't know what it will take if it's not this year and I will go through that offseason in horror if they if they don't win in the first round. I I would be terrified of of what's to come because again, like you're, you're Kyle Dubis, you're Brendan Shanahan, you're Brendan Brandon Pridham. You have, you're walking to the office after after a first round elimination. You just look like, what next? What do you do? So I I, I hope for my sake, for Leafs Nation's sake, for the players' sake, for Kyle Dubis's sake. I hope they give him at least one round and then make it two and then three and then four <laughs> and then win. Now, Avery, they... can I, can, Avery, can I read the message you wrote in the big <laughs> chat? 
Please do, Julian. Please do. Uh, Avery, so on the Zooms that we do, there's a big <laughs> meeting chat. Uh, that uh, sometimes one of us will write something, you know, just to get us to laugh. Avery wrote, "Omar gonna put his head through a, the jersey wall on camera if the lose if the Leafs lose in round one again on a playoff zone time." No, I would I like don't, to see it. I don't. To be honest, I'm being. <laughs> I won't see the Leafs like, lose. I just. I don't think I'd be mad. I think I would just be like devastated. Really? No, I, I I think I'd be okay. After the um, the Columbus one, I was mad. Yeah. Montreal, I was furious. Yes. Tampa, I was. And we sad appreciate that they because were there. we have the format we have yeah. today. But this year, I just I would be heartbroken, like devastatingly, like devastated heartbreak if they lose because. Again, like, what do you do? What do you do? I, I, I don't know what, what they could do. I don't know what, what the players would believe, what the players would feel. Then the next thing would be like, oh, is Austin Matthews going to get um going to sign, or is he going to is he going to is he going to oh, move? And like, God. I, I can't. You know, take coming. That. I can't take that. I can't take that for a whole summer. Hello. I can't. I, I would love to see. Oh, go ahead. The solution next year. I want to see GM, president of Omar. No. We, I we, need we, that. We, we've talked about this. I'm too emotionally involved to be to be anywhere near. I can't make decisions about the player personnel. I'm I'm way too close. P- people would be on on waivers next ne- like next day. I don't care what the contract looks like. Oh, but we committed. I don't care. Waivers gone. Like <laughs> two things here. Two things here. I I will get to the tweets, but also I feel Omar's reaction of being devastated is based on the assumption that a first round series for the Leafs goes to a game seven and lose and ends that way. Because I think Omar would be more than devastated if this Leafs team lost to Tampa in like five or six. Could you imagine? Then I think you two people oh, would be really mad. That would be five and six. You do all that and you don't even get to a game seven. Oh my nah. gosh. Yeah. Nah. That, people would have to go then. Worse. Man, I think people. Are, I think uh, people might yeah. go anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully not. But geez, let's go through some of these tweets. Uh, fill in the blank. The most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference, not named Boston, is uh, Joseph Dentino. Uh, Carolina is stacked. Great chemistry. Amazing at getting shots on net. Clever dump and chase strategy, facilitated by speed, and they slow the opposition down at the blue line super well. Goaltending might be their only significant weakness yeah if it's if it's freddy that might be a problem uh maestro g75 i'm sure the real answer is otherwise but until it's a officially 100 percent no longer tampa then it's tampa yeah it's like old uh, pittsburgh energy abs fan in hogtown the toronto six Congrats yeah. on the Isabel Congratulations Cup. Congratulations to the Toronto Six, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning the uh, the first Canadian team to win the Isabel Cup. Yep. They succeed Absolutely. where the Leafs fail. Miserably. Jeez. Um, see some people writing Islanders, the Rangers as well. Um, someone just wrote Irrelevant, which is really interesting. I guess that's their way of saying, you know, hey, it doesn't really matter. It's the Boston Bruins or nobody, but. Whatever. Thank you to everyone who sent in tweets uh, <laughs> for that call out. Okay. Uh, while we still have a few minutes, let's get to the Norris Trophy discussion because it seems as if the Hart Trophy set. It wouldn't surprise me if like Linus Allmark or like wins the the uh, the Vesna Trophy, or we'll see how that goes with him and Elias Rorkin as well. There's a little bit of a fight mm. there, but mm. there's a discussion I w- I would like to have with you guys about the Norris Trophy. Because Eric Carlson is killing it this year. 90 points, 10 away from 100. Only one player, as of this recording, has more points at even strength than Eric Carlson. Connor McDavid, by one point. He's doing amazingly well from an offensive standpoint. But for people who care about plus minus, I get it. It's not looking too good. He's on a San Jose team that uh, is not going to make the playoffs. He's not really good in his own end. That's followed him for the bulk of his career. So there's a lot of questions about whether or not Eric Carlson should be the clear front runner for a Norris trophy, or maybe he really should just be the front runner. Avery, I'll start with you Uh, with Eric Carlson. Is he the guy for the Norris trophy? Should it be somebody else? 
I just don't see how you don't give it to Eric Carlson. He's on points. He's on point uh, for the most points of a D-man in over over 20 years. The plus-minus thing, it's an irrelevant stat. I don't see why it is still any credence. There's so many great players, um, past and present, who have a mark of uh, a minus 10, 15, and they're still one of the best players in the league. It's an irrelevant stat. He generates so much offense from the back end. Great pass. They're like, I think Eric Carlson is in, in a class by So I also do. Like, this is a, year, a bounce back year for him. Like, what he's done bouncing back in San Jose this year. Like, I don't know how you don't get anybody else not named Eric Carlson. I think he's a runway Norris trophy winner in my mind. Like, it's just, it's just because I've seen other guys. Like, Roman Yossi had a 96 point season last year, and that was not enough to win the Norris trophy. John Carlson, I forget how many points he had a couple years earlier. But he was leading all defense within scoring, and Roman Yossi ended up winning it anyway. And like the the, the honor of of the Norris Trophy, it's for all around abilities on defense. And if you're doing really good on the offensive part, that's a huge reason to put you as a finalist. But we've seen voters in the past say like, "Hey, man, like if you're not great all around, you are going to end up like, you know, just second place in this." But also, Eric Carlson's having himself an amazing season. Uh, like, I don't know how you, how you, how you ignore that, but also like another fair point to make who behind him is like really like a clear cut number two or a clear cut guy who should get it. Like has Adam Fox been good enough, so much better than, than Eric Carlson to get it. Has it been Josh Morrissey who people are calling him Josh Norrissey has Rasmus <laughs> Dahlin in Buffalo done enough to get it. People have thrown out names like Hampus Lindholm, Brent Burns as well. Like, I think you I gotta think look at Quinn Hughes too, to be honest. Quinn Hughes, yeah. absolutely, is a guy who has to be considered for all of this. Omar, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, like, I I understand like Carlson isn't like a, a full on shut shut down defenseman. He's never been that way either. And I think when it comes to his play, so I, I was looking at numbers well before we started recording. So Eric Carlson leads all defensemen at five on five into in total time on ice by like eighty minutes. Jeez. Like, so it's, it's him at 1498 and then the next is Adam Larson at 1419. Now, when, now looking into the fancy stats of it, of it all. Um, so, you know, Corsi against per 60 mm-hmm. shots, depression, he's in the top 10 among, amongst defensemen. So he's there at nine. Uh, Quinn Hughes is there. Drew Doughty is there. Mackenzie Weger, uh, Weger is there, ironically. Um, so Why ironically, <laughs> Mackenzie Weger's been a sneaky good defenseman yeah. all year. So it's just like, and again, like the the, the trophy goes to like all around defenseman. You know, he's not a he's not abysmal defensively. He's no. you know he's using the most situations. He's putting he's he's gonna put up a hundred points as a defenseman on a horrible team. Like that's that's probably win, that probably wins it for him right there. He's doing this. On a horrible team, they they're selling at the deadline. They almost traded him. Like honestly, like I, I don't I don't know. Like it it's there are definitely a lot of names out there who who could definitely get the recognition. But like I don't know. I think you also have to go into the story element of this. And I remember that, I remember this came up last year when we were talking about like trophies. Is that it always comes down to the story too? And like Eric Carlson, people thought it was a bust, man. People thought it was done. It was over. Worst yeah, contract in the league. It was done. And he came out of nowhere. If you walked into the season thinking Eric Carlson would do this, you are a bold-faced liar. Bold-faced liar. I agree. So, like, just all the signs point point to Carlson being being the winner. And I think – and whether he continues to do this, I don't know. But, like, this year, I think it's going to be him. And I'm not saying that, like, he's more deserving than, than, other, than other players. You know, I think a lot of other defensemen have done a lot of good things this year. But, like, I think all signs pull up point to Carlson. But, like, here, you made a point about how he's doing all this on a horrible team. But if the goal is to be good all around on defense, it's one thing if the team is horrible. But, like, how much better defensively is your team when you're on the ice? Is there anything that points to Eric Carlson when speaking strictly off his defense that says, okay, the Sharks are a better team on that end? They are better when he's on the ice and he's creating offense. Absolutely. Yep. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the best defensemen we've seen over the last how many years and in that regard. But like if he's not doing so well on the actual defensive side <laughs> of it, he's actually the best. <laughs> like as far as like shot generation, like he is the best. Like he's number one on the back end. Like, like yeah, no, I'd I, I, I look. 
I think for all of that, that's great. And playing offense now, especially in this type of NHL, where you need more mobility at the back end and you need those guys to generate offense, that's a huge thing. And that cannot be overlooked. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, like, how balanced it has to be at the end of the day. And while I don't have like the only plus like the and plus minus itself as a stat is kind of wonky as it is, because it's not like he's doing all those things that lead to goals against or having a minus come in. Like that's not fair. And you can account for times he's been on the ice for, for, for when uh, like the, the sharks will are trying to press for an extra goal and they allow an empty net. Like that also plays into it too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, there's some I questions about plus minus in so long. Let's, let's yeah, let's, like let's plus minus is not like it's such a flawed stat nowadays. It is. But at the same time, yeah. like Eric, I mean, I, I think what might end up giving him a win is the, the fact that like there's no one on defense. Maybe How play, is nobody. Quinn Hughes a plus seventeen? Yo, okay. Inve- the, see, you know Vancouver's what? a bad that's, team. That's actually, that's, but that's think about it. Impressive. Vancouver's that's, a bad team. But his impressive. plus minus, again, plus minus is a flawed stat. But like <laughs> that looks good, and he's that's on a pretty, bad team. Yeah, but that's in, pretty impressive. But in that San Jose, that Jose does not have that. Like that has to be accounted for that too. His mm. offense is there, and I still and I still think that should be that should be. Uh, uh, like a credit to him in some way, yeah. And and I will push the fact, uh, as I've done on other platforms, there should be an offensive defensive award. There should be a Paul Coffey award where yeah. you reward the best offensive defenseman. And mm-hmm. I think in this day and age, I mean, maybe it goes at the if you have it, it comes at the expense of of the value placed on a Norris. But at the same time, like it's. We're going to care about who wins an offensive yeah. defensive award. And if Eric Carlson puts himself in that situation or Kale McCarr or Roman Yossi, like I was about to say, just, just call it the Kale McCarr award. If there's a best, best offensive defenseman, just, just call it the Kale McCarr. Actually, that's not true. He's, he's good at both ends. That's not, that's not fair. I'm sorry, Kale. He is great best. at both ends. He's Hello. probably going to win. I'll give him two or three more in his career. Absolutely. How many does he have? He has one. Look, I, 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 I thought it was going to be back and forth between him and Adam Fox. Avery, what were we going to say before we get Sam back in? I was going to say, if you separate the two awards, who would who the defensive, who the defensive uh, award be named after? Who would be that guy be named after? For, you could keep it as the Norris Trophy. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was – because they haven't – didn't they, like, change the definition of it? Like, I don't think – was it always, like, best all-around defenseman? Wasn't it just, like, best player in, like, a defensive role or something like that? I'd have to go back, know. but like, yeah, because like that, that's that seems rather because I do remember there was big, um, there's a big like narrative around it. I think it was, it might have been a year it was between like Hedman and Dowdy, maybe 2016. I don't know. Um, where people were like, oh, it should be Hedman, was like, no, it should be Dowdy, or um, uh, because like Dow- Dowdy was a better like defender that year, mm-hmm. whereas Hedman was the better like offensive producer, and then and I think Hedman had ended up ended up winning it. Um, and that was a conversation about it. So I don't know if they just recently changed. Victor Edmund should have more Norris's than he has, but that's another discussion. Yeah. Sam, uh, w- uh, what do you feel about the Eric Carlson Norris discourse? Yeah, I get it. I think he's been exceptional for a team that is truly unexceptional. Hmm. Um, I will say shout out to Arun for writing yep. the breakdown of whether or not Quinn Hughes deserves to be in the Norris conversation? The answer is yes. Yes. And the only yeah. people who don't say yes are people who don't watch the Canucks, which like fair, but like you're missing out. <laughs> Justified. Justified. <laughs> Dude has he is now third all time most assists per game amongst defensemen in NHL history, only behind Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey. Quinn Hughes. History. Sorry, per like minimum 200 assists per game. Not most assists, just most assists per game. That's still wild. Bobby Orr was that's zero amazing. Point- Bobby Orr was 0.98, Paul Coffey 0.81, Quinn Hughes 0.76 on an absolutely abysmal team for the entire time he's been yeah. in the NHL. Man. If Vancouver, Man. if Vancouver, they better keep that kid there. They better not mess him up. Mm, Quinn that's special. That's a special talent. He's that's been great. really good this season. And Talkett's playing him like 25 plus minutes a night. Oh. Could you imagine if they hired Rick Talkett at the beginning of the year? I mean. (laughs) No, he's not that different from Travis Green. It's like, whatever. Bald Travis Green calling him? 
Oh. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There we go. Back in the bottom ten. Good stuff, Vancouver. It just it pains <laughs> it, 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 it pains me when teams. Yo, you know who had the like platinum, platinum tank awareness? Platinum. Who's the goalie in Chicago? Oh, I God. have never. That's the one the who fired that puck right at that. Right at it, yes. That's that man. Kyle Davidson did a backflip in the pre- up 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 in the standings. I guarantee that I've never seen such <laughs> pristine tank awareness ever. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna like like pretend to say, but no. Here you go. Yes, I lo- I love it. I, I love that. That's incredible. But yeah, but yeah, he was like again, like seeing it now. Like I I don't look at plus minus, but like yeah, plus minus is a weird that, stat. Seeing Hughes at plus seventeen on the Canucks is hilarious. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked him the other day, like, what do you say to all these comments that like you're a purely offensive defenseman and you like your defensive game is really bad? And he his response was, I'd say those people don't watch me play. Ooh. Or something Talk like that. Ish, Paraphrasing. Quinn. Talk yeah. your ish, Quinn. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. Nice. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, I I still don't know if I'm all at me at the end of the season about who I'm voting for for the Norris because I want to give it to Carlson, but I want to see like is Adam Fox deserving? Did he might be the he might be the next best thing for me considering what he's been able to do with the Rangers this year? And that's a guy who I think is going to be competing for 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 a Norris like for the next like half decade to the next decade like easily. He could be that guy, but I don't know. I thought it was a good discussion with regards to uh, Eric Carlson and whether or not he deserves a Norris. I'm surely we'll talk about that more when it comes time for awards season. Uh, in a couple months anyway um we have a bit more time if that's okay uh we should probably do well not probably we will do a tradition on this show where we look back on some predictions and proclamations we may have said at different points in the year and acknowledge that we got them wrong Mm -hmm. time to look back on everything we got wrong people the social distortion segment as they call them Mm -hmm. you hear the song i was wrong Ah. that song plays in my head yeah yes yeah, that'd be funny. Can we do that? Do we have like the rest of the I don't know Probably if we not. do that. I don't feel- that'd be that'd be a funny imagine the compilation, just like all the things we got wrong and the songs is in the background. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I will start because I know I have to put you all through this. I will start and I will say two things. Uh I thought the Calgary Flames were gonna be a good team. Uh they are they're not out of it yet. It doesn't look good, but yeah, it's gotta say, I thought they were a playoff team. Thought Jonathan Huberto was going to be the power play dynamo goaltending. I didn't even really think about goaltending as a potential problem. Just a lot of stuff just went bad. But I think the Boston Bruins surprised me even more than that. I thought with all the injuries they had at the beginning of the season, remember like Charlie McAvoy was not healthy. Yeah. Bradley Hall was I think he week. didn't start the season until like November or December. He wasn't supposed like to start until like the new yeah. year. And then he like was healthy like a month before that. Yeah. And now the Boston Bruins are the best team in the National Hockey League. That is the biggest whiff for me. I genuinely thought because of all those injuries, it was going to be tough for them to start. And then it was going to be tough for them to find their grip. And then they'd miss the playoffs. I saw them as a team that was going to miss the playoffs. They are now a team that looks like a front runner for the Stanley Cup. Like, I have to admit, like, that's that's my biggest thing I got wrong this year, man. I have to admit it. Uh, who else wants to admit uh, what they got wrong? Uh, Sam, you should start. I said that I could see the Calgary Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs being the Stanley Cup Finals. As did I. And, how's um, that looking how's that looking i mean they're only four points out julian they are only four points out uh and if winnipeg sucks i thought the flames would be like really fun to watch this year me too based on the preseason and they have really not lived up to that expectation for me oh y'all remember when like in the first week of the season we were raving about manjapani Kadri and I think Dubé is a line. I was so excited. For I was so I was excited. all in on that line, man. Yeah. I was all in on that line. That's could have been. Yeah. Um, I hmm. see. What else? Did I not do? wrong yet, but I thought the Jets would be bad, 
And for a time, they weren't. Yeah, they looked really good. And now they're like slowly falling down. So that could be something that that ends up becoming right. But yeah, I thought the Jets were about it. I agree, Julian. I thought, I thought, I thought all this like Bruin, Boston Bruins. This is our last, last chance, last final dance, whatever. I thought it was all just a big bunch of bogey hooey. I'm like, your team's old. Just, just give it up. You had your run. Just you're done. And then they said, oh yeah, and they're now they just literally like the fastest team in NHL history to, to get it, reach 100 points or something like that, or or clinch, or the fastest team to clinch a playoff spot, like. It's disgust. It's disgusting the things that they're doing this season. And knocking on wood, it would be a shame if anything. If if like if if they had a premature exit, I'd I'd, I'd be so. Which is weird for me saying as a Leafs fan, I'd feel bad because also, man, yeah. But also, imagine a second round with the imagine a round with the Leafs and the Bruins, and the Leafs um, win that series. How much of a demon would be exercised there? That'd be like one of the biggest upsets. My soul would leave my body because like the Winnie the be, Pooh gif of him if it's the soul actually leaving the body. Honest because it'd be it, it would be it would be such a story. Like again, the, the year where the Leafs need to need to do something. It's the 10 year anniversary of the first first collapse. Um, and again, Boston is like Boston's the team to beat. Boston is the team to beat. Like it would be straight, it would be straight up Ash Ketchum in the po- in the Pokemon League, trying to trying to win, and he doesn't. He loses every single time. The first time he should have won, but Charizard was being being a douche, and like all he top no hundred percent. Go go back and watch season one of Pokemon. Ash had Richie beat. Ash he had a Charizard. Richie had the Pikachu. It, it was done, and then Charizard pieced off, laid down. Okay, I didn't want to play anymore, and then Ash lost. Bogus. <laughs> every year. He tries, and then he finally did it. He did the thing. He won, and then him and Pikachu pieced off. The end of the, the end of the era. They're not doing that. Ashton and Pikachu anymore. So that would be cool. One championship in twenty six seasons for Ash Ketchum, by the way, uh, who was signed. Was no longer uh, like that. That that chapter is closed in the Pokemon universe. They don't say. They don't say how. They don't. They don't say how many. They just say five. Well, I messed up the line. You got one. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Avery. <laughs> Avery, uh, what did you get wrong this year? Oh gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think. On this show, I don't think didn't predict on this show that much. Didn't make, make predictions on this show, but I will say I'll use my hockey news prediction. I said on hockey news that Dallas will miss the playoffs. Boy, Ooh. I got that one wrong. Ooh. Boy, I get that one wrong. Ooh, that's Boy, wrong. You got that one. <laughs> I got that one wrong. But hockey, the hockey news being your your predictions, hockey news. Yeah, teams miss the playoffs. I called Dallas. So yo. On my on my my mandem and galdem in, in Texas, I'm looking around the camera right now. I'm sorry. I apologize. He moved Y'all are good. <laughs> this Robertson forever. Yo, go strong, Texas. Yo, Yo I'm sorry, Dallas. You have fan. you have mandem and galdem. I, mean, I should be surprised <laughs> in Texas. My homies in Dallas. Yo, I'm calling them. You have homies. Oh. Yeah, okay. You have homies in Texas. Yeah, I believe that. But oh, one other thing, and we and we talked about this last week already. Um, I'm surprised Vegas got through the go the goalie stuff, man. I thought they were screwed. I oh. think last I thought I thought they were I thought they were screwed when Robert when I think it came out that Robin Leonard was gonna miss the season or just like miss a chunk of the chunk of the year. I'm like, they're done, gone, done, done. I don't know who they're gonna find, but they, no, they, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't even think. Los Angeles looks at Vegas and says, "Hey, uh, remember when everyone wrote us off with our goaltending? Mm. Hello, mm-hmm. arguably the best team uh, since February, and they've had, they've played through Phoenix Copley, Cal Peterson, Jonathan Quick. And now they have Yunus Corposalo there. I have a question for Avery Lewis McDougal. Oh, yes, sir. I need to know Avery. this. Juan, Juan um, Omar. Have Juan. you have you looked at the standings recently? Because okay. the Kings could become the first seed in the Pacific, would meaning the Edmonton Oilers would have to face Vegas and Jack Eichel. Yo, I want Chris. that. So, yo, I want that so badly. I want that so Eichel versus McDavid in the, in the playoffs. That'd be so sick. That'd yo, be so sick. If you are TNT and ESPN, you want that. You oh want Edmonton Vegas first yeah. round. Hundred percent. Hundo. Uh, we got to shout out the New Jersey Devils as well. Uh, I did not think they'd be this good either this year. 
Yeah. This wasn't a prediction. Sorry, Omar, Omar reminded me of this. This wasn't a prediction that I made this year, but back to the Boston point. Yeah. I think I very gleefully was like, it's really fun to finally watch the Boston Bruins like run ending. Mm-hmm. And I'm now going to have to live through a season where they like finish top of the league, probably make it to the cup finals and ESPN is at the same time doing a 30 for 30 on the 2011 Stanley cup rides. <laughs> that was a very from. evil laugh, Avery. Are you in it, Sam? Are you in, <laughs> are you in a movie, Sam? Are you in the documentary? Yeah. <laughs> No, thankfully. Has ESPN not reached out to you? I feel like they should. (laughs) They should. They should. Be like, hey, like this is one of the more notable Vancouver Canucks fans. (laughs) Where were you during the riots? (laughs) I was in Yale Town because I couldn't. They shut down all the bridges. You couldn't leave the downtown core. Mm. I had to walk over the bridge at like two in the morning. Jeez. Two (laughs) a.m. You know what's funny? I was yeah. in Vancouver. I was in Vancouver for game six. I was in Vancouver for game six when they won. So and I found out that my hotel was on fire during game seven after the game ended. <laughs> my hotel was on fire. On Yeah, I'm, I'm not lying. The the Den, the Den Comfort Inn on Nelson Granville was, was on fire after game seven. My hotel um, was on fire. Yeah, like <laughs> one game after watch I was this. there. I know a yeah. lot of people were like, oh, like, why do we have to relive this again? I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it's it. Sick. It's uh, like two local Vancouver episode. filmmakers, yes. including the one who did the Grizzly Chicks. That's very true. Yes, another documentary worth watching. If you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, uh, tweet us your memories of uh, 2011 and the uh, don't tweet Stanley Cup final not going. Fake. <laughs> I don't want to know. Don't tweet Sam. Don't tweet Sam. Uh, you could good times. Lost fifty bucks. Lost fifty bucks. I was pissed. <laughs> oh my god! But like everyone was like, I, I like so many, so many, so many people were like, "Oh my god, I'm so upset." This is the closest I got, closest Canada got to, to winning the cup. And I was like, "Forget about that! I still have fifty bucks." <laughs> <laughs> Rattled, man! I'm so mad because the year before, I also lost fifty bucks because Michael freaking Layton gives up the worst Stanley Cup winning goal in history. Oh you my! You bet on Michael Layton. Yo, Yo, I thought money... I thought the Flyers were gonna win, man. I, I bet on Michael Layton. Oh, come on! I thought they oh. were gonna win. I was so more gambling tips. Don't take them. Yeah, don't. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why. And that's why I don't do it anymore. That's bruh. why I do not. People are like, "Yo, do you want to throw like a ten dollar bet?" No, I'm good. I'm nah, fine. bro, don't don't <laughs> take his gambling advice at all. No, it, I'm horrible. Nah. That in fantasy. Yeah, yeah I'm, right. I'm horrible at fantasy hockey. But yeah, tweet us or or let us know uh, about your memories from 2011. Did you smash the RBC downtown? Let us know. <laughs> That's what was written in the, in the chat. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine I the to. statute of limitations has passed. <laughs> hmm. question, an actual question for the lawyer on the show? I'm not giving legal advice. Okay, fair. that's very fair. fair, fair. That's very fair. fair. It was worth a shot anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Um, that's gonna, I, unless anyone else has anything else they want to bring up, that's gonna do it for uh, this week's edition for Zone Time. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. We are all one step closer to making as much as Sam makes doing this. Uh, so any <laughs> like or sub counts. Uh, beware of Sam dunking on you on Twitter. Uh, beware of Omar's tears if the loo- if the Leafs go through some other point of tragedy, and. I don't know. Make fun of Avery's food takes and also just make fun of me because I'm easy to make fun of. Uh, We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Zone Time uh, and uh, long live Tim and friends. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.